The lack of urgency from both sides of the CBA negotiations is staggering as we zip right past the original reporting date for pitchers and catchers at spring training. We're also going to talk about a lack of positivity in Red's country and the fact that Bob Castellini may actually need to realign his budget. All that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked on Reds. I'm your host, Jeff Carl, alongside Steve Offenbaker. We are the Reds fans who are addicts and we love our Cincinnati Reds. We've turned our addiction into information for you each and every day, three times a week during the lockout here as we roll on through what has just been a long, drawn-out process. We're going to get into that and why the urgency isn't there and why we are confused by that, uh, as well as an interesting development when it comes to Reds ownership. That's all coming up today. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we have got a lot to talk about today because when you are looking at the wonderfulness that is this lockout, this CBA negotiation, and just how much fun Uh, We've been having, especially as baseball fans. In fact, baseball fans, we've had, I'm just kidding. Obviously, this is terrible. The sense of urgency is gone. What on earth are they doing? Why are the players and the owners meeting three times in the last two weeks? Today, Steve, they were supposed to be in Goodyear. Today, we were supposed to be seeing pictures of Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray, maybe, depending on if they were still a part of the team, Tyler Malley. We were supposed to be seeing Hunter Green, everybody on the mound, warming up. Instead, we are wondering if we're going to see baseball in the next month, month and a half. What, what, what's going on here? I got to tell you, Jeff, I, I get it from an ownership standpoint. I understand why... Uh, Major League Baseball's owners are trying to stay as radio silent as possible, and it's because they don't have a position to defend. Uh, the more they talk, the more their uh, disingenuous approach is exposed. I get that. What I don't understand is these players right now. They have the opportunity to basically go for ownership's jugular. I would be in front of a camera every single day at 9 a.m. going, Rob, we're here. Where are you? <laughs> Rob. We are ready to talk. We are ready to get a deal done. Where are you, Rob Manfred? I would do that every day. I would embarrass them. I would change the narrative, and I would finally make it impossible for this ownership group to try and pin it on the players. They have the ability to do this right now, and I don't understand why they're not doing it. Well, and don't you know, Smiley Rob, he was saying, oh, yeah, we're good. We're not postponing spring training and moving that back. No, there's nothing wrong here. We're all good. Business as usual. Even if they came to an agreement with that last ownership proposal on Saturday, which many reports were the players left disheartened, the players left disappointed, the players weren't happy with what the owners gave them, although they weren't necessarily enraged by it like they have been in the past. I mean, the incremental pro- uh, progress here is like you need a microscope to see it because, uh, all right, Rob Manfred said universal DH, fine. Rob Manfred said no draft pick compensation, fine. This is like looking at your house on fire and pulling the weeds out of your garden. 
this isn't fixing anything. And we are currently looking at opening day on March 31st. Like there's just no way it feels inevitable. And I hate saying that because I don't want to see any delay in the season, especially for reasons that currently will have it delayed. Well, Jeff, I, as a person that has already uh, gone to great lengths to make sure that I am at opening day, uh, I am I am very, very disheartened because I agree with you on that take. But I'll tell you this. I think that Rob Manfred is actually going to have the audacity to come out to a camera here in the next few days and look straight into it and say, well, I was absolutely right. Spring training is starting on time right now at every baseball complex in both Arizona and Florida. The future of the game is working hard to blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, right. he's trying to pull their jobs right out from under him. I really think that's the, the approach that they're going to take with this. Yeah, no, and, and you made the key point there that because there's reports that Major League Baseball is exploring more ways to effectively downsize the minor leagues, which we will be talking about on the next podcast as we welcome Doug Gray from ResMinorLeagues.com in to uh, uh, react to that. I'm sure he's going to be very cordial and, and very happy uh, to yeah. discuss that news. Yeah, probably no uh, opinion at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be so dry. No, I'm kidding. You're going to want to, you're not going to want to miss that at all. You're going to want to tune in. But when I look at everything, I mean, people are talking about, well, this, the players want this and they kind of made a concession on this. The key things, the big things, the things that the owners don't want to budge on revenue sharing is things that the players aren't budging on their own proposals of. So we are talking about the foundations of these CBA negotiations are just nowhere to be found when it comes to compromise and talks and what they are trying to work around and to boot, they're barely even talking at all. Like, I agree with you. Like the players should be out there making it seem and, 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 and I, as a fan, I want them to actually be doing this, but at least making it seem like they're the ones that are trying to bring everybody to the table because Rob Manfred spent like a half an hour on uh Thursday of last week, basically trying to convince us that that's what the owners are doing. So right now, if you're kind of keeping score at home, I don't necessarily know who looks like they're good in this. I think it's doing a rev <clears throat> I was going to try and use a big word there, Steve. It's not doing good <laughs> things for the game. And I'm mad about it. Oh, I, 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 I think that, uh, as we'll discuss in the next segment, everyone is mad about it. Everybody is angry. Everybody is upset. And no longer are people willing to just sit back and hear um, excuse after excuse. No, I, I don't. I don't think so at all. This is a point that you could be the most diehard baseball fan, and you're looking at this and you're saying we should be breaking down our team's chances of winning the World Series right now. And all anyone can talk about is the monetary restraints as to why we aren't currently playing. Well, you know, Jeff, I think probably the biggest takeaway from all this is that neither side, the players or the owners, are actually doing enough to come up with an agreement right now and to avoid a delayed start of the season. That delayed start, as you said, pretty much is starting to look inevitable. Uh, but I do think there are some things that could be done, and I hope they do get to it and they get to it pretty quick. But coming up, uh, the Reds tried to paint a picture of Paul Brown Stadium success occurring at Great American Ballpark, and absolutely nobody was having it. Nobody bought it at all. But something you should buy right now is Built Bar. Uh, 
We are now into February. The new year is well underway. Uh, Super Bowl is over. Uh, you know, shout out to the Bengals on a great season. But, uh, you know, I know if you're like me, you blew your diet right out of the water on Super Bowl Sunday. I ate all of the things that contained carbs, every single one. If it had a carb in it, I went and bought it to have during the Super Bowl. So now it's time to get back on track. And one of the things that can help you get on track and stay on track is Built Bar. Built Bar is about getting fit. It's about eating healthier. Uh, you should include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It is covered in 100% real chocolate, and it's going to help you stick to your resolution. It just tastes so good. Uh, it's not waxy. It's not chalky. It's really like eating a, a true candy bar. Uh, if you want to eat healthy, it just it just gets very boring. And by like the third or fourth week into that, you're just thinking, that's it. I'm done. I want my chocolate bar. I want my candy. And Built Bar meets that fix. Again, 100% real chocolate and it has amazing health statistics 130 calories only four grams of sugar four net carbs for you keto folks and it is packed with 17 grams of protein they have amazing flavors like cherries barcia they have coconut brownie chunks salted caramel uh, the list goes on and on and on you're going to think you're cheating on your diet when you're actually being healthy and it's going to keep you right in the sweet spot so head over to built.com and place your order and don't forget to use the promo code locked 15 that's going to give you 15 percent off your order Again, that's at built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. On the next Locked on Reds, we are going to be joined by our good friend Doug Gray from RedsMinorLeagues.com and RedLegNation.com. Uh, he's going to have some serious opinions, and actually, I think Doug Gray is going to lose his mind. Whether we're talking to him about Keith Law's prospect rankings or Major League Baseball wanting to further downsize the minor leagues, Doug is going to have strong feelings, and you are not going to want to miss it. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you caught this in the aftermath of the Cincinnati Bengals loss in the Super Bowl, but the Reds kind of tried to slide into the moment and they sent out what was seemingly a, a congratulatory text to the Bengals or a congratulatory tweet to the Bengals and, you know, seemed to indicate that they, you know, wanted to keep the Cincinnati feel good moving forward and, if you jump into the comment section of that particular tweet, <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds and more specifically Bob Castellini were absolutely just dragged. People were not having it. They did not give them even a beat of come join the celebratory party. They were absolutely just tagged in those comments. And I tell you what, Jeff, I'm here for it. It's a, uh, it was definitely a more toxic place than even uh, the Reds on Facebook. Uh, comment section because that that can get real interesting too but I will say this too there were a lot of funny tweets in there that acknowledged the fact that the person sending out that tweet was not Bob Castellini but then they went into their spiel anyway so that I love those tweets too it's just like hey by the way I'm not mad at you but can you get a message to Bob it's like yeah no the guy's tweeting is it's not Bob it ain't Phil it ain't anybody in the ownership group but that being said the way that they kind of worded the tweet I understand they kind of opened themselves up to it a little bit. I, I, I get it. I understand they were being congratulatory of their neighbor. They were trying to be, you know, part of a good city that is Cincinnati sports and things like that. But at the end of the day, this was setting it up on a tee. This was the biggest, fattest spinning curveball backup slider, whatever you want to call it, that the dude at the plate was absolutely ready for and hit it over the Ohio River into Kentucky because. Everyone knows 
that the wonderful general manager said a couple of months ago, we are realigning payroll to resources. And if you ever said anything that would get anyone less excited, I'd love to hear it because that one I think takes the cake. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what else you could say that would be more of a bummer when it comes to what the direction of the team is, unless they're just saying, Hey, we decided we want to play cricket. Well, and, and, and they got abs. I mean, I can't emphasize enough just how much they got bludgeoned when they put this yeah. thing out there. And, and, you know, I think for me, though, it, it really opened my eyes to the fact that there are a lot of people out there that feel even less positive about the direction things are going than I do. And I know you try to be the ray of, of positivity, and, and it is great because it really helps keep me from just going off the deep end sometimes. <laughs> But the more I read this thread, I'm like, wow, Red's country has finally had it. They are done. This is this. I mean, there wasn't even like the there wasn't even like the rare person sliding in to be like, come on, rah, rah, guys, let's let's give them a chance. That was gone. There was nobody yeah. that was in there trying to even pretend to be positive. And I mean, at that point, you feel like the Red should have like rolled out an intern to be like, someone go say something nice, do something. But it was not happening. There was nothing but a sea of negativity, Jeff. And I don't think this is something that bringing back Nick Castellanos alone can fix. Like, this is something that the Reds almost have to, maybe even more so to the extent that Dick Williams tried to buy into wins, to try and get some guys in here. Like, bringing back Nick Castellanos will reinvigorate a lot of fans, guys like us, guys who are hardcore and, and, and the gals who are at many, many games a year. But you're talking about the casual fan has no like mental capacity to care about the Reds right now because the Reds are not presenting themselves as something to be cared about. They keep saying different things and they keep doing different things. Like the one, <laughs> the one that I couldn't get over the, the best, one of the best replies. And I, I didn't see the Twitter handle or anything to give that person a shout out. But one of the best replies was, um, Oh, are the Bengals about to give away one of their best players to a division rival in the off season? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Red's Red's country right now is not a place for positivity. (laughs) Not at all. Not even a little bit. And, you know, to your point, Jeff, the whole thing with Castellanos, uh, you know, I agree. It would go a long way. I mean, it would be a great start. But bringing back Nick Castellanos and let's let's just say he gets, what, 20, 25 million dollars a year somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking thinking that's what it's going to take to sign him. If if that's what it's going to take to sign him and they do that, but then they turn around and trade Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley and a couple other guys to get under. They're worse (laughs) off and the payroll stays the same. And yeah, you said, oh, we brought back Nick, but you know, he's going to be a, a great bright spot on a bottom feeder if, if they just continue to cut payroll to align their resources. Yeah. Cause if they do that, if they have to cut all of that pitching and they have to do that just to bring him back, they officially set themselves up as the LA angels. And if you know anything about the angels, they've got an amazing lineup. They've got an amazing player, two amazing players, actually Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. It's just Trout was hurt for most of the year. So I kind of forgot about him for a second, but they've got those amazing guys. They've even got Anthony Rendon in their lineup. Great lineup. Can anyone name more than one pitcher? On that I am, team, I am not going to sit here and listen to your Mikey bicep slander. I am not going to let you. <laughs> All right, disparage Michael Lorenzen. Show Who else? O- I show Hey Otani. Uh, he was already named. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Wait, they have Rysel Iglesias, don't they? 
Okay, they're like, yeah, they did bring him back. Yeah, okay. no. <laughs> no, but I just, I, I think, yeah, no. I mean, if that is their move, if that is, okay, we'll cut all this and we'll bring back Castellanos, then they've made themselves, they've dug themselves an even worse hole than they were already. And, and speaking of holes, um, it's an interesting news update that came out uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, Bob Castellini might actually be serious about realigning his budget. Uh, we'll talk about that. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports news, scores, odds, props, lines, than anywhere on line where we're done with football season yes it sucked i hated the fact that the Bengals lost the super bowl they're gonna be back folks just get ready for it lockdown Bengals is gonna explain more about that but the Bengals will be back as we can we transition more into focusing on basketball and hockey and college basketball and and we're looking at maybe at some point major league baseball is coming back who knows the future bets will be up there at some point there's also boxing and ufc they've got all of that great stuff right there at betonline.net. Check them out today. They've got so much good information when it comes to all of that. Plus, they have really amazing deals that you can take advantage of all season long. Look, March Madness is right around the corner, and betonline.net is going to be all over it. Check them out today. Betonline.net. Betonline is where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Reds your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, which if you're watching right here, thank you very much. Make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss anything we've got coming for you as the season nears, because I'm going to say it's nearing, even though right now we really don't have any evidence of that. But as it nears, we've got so much great extra content that's going to be on YouTube only that you're not going to want to miss. So check out our YouTube page at Locked On Reds. Make sure that you're subscribed as well. And I, Steve, you kind of pointed this story out to me the other day. It, it was something that kind of slid underneath my radar as I was detoxing from all things Bengals and, and trying to watch something funny and, you know, getting a laugh on there. Um, yeah, Bob Castellini's making some decisions about his business that isn't the Reds. You know, this slid right past me. This was three to four days ago that this actually uh, started making the rounds. And I think everybody was so wrapped up in the Bengals that it, it got missed by a lot of uh, people that follow the Reds. And and the news was that Bob Castellini's laying off 150 employees in Kentucky from his produce business. And... I think that that's a huge deal. And it really got me to thinking about what we continue to hear from this ownership group and really looking at the ownership group at large and looking at how this ownership group compares to not only other ownership groups in baseball, but ownership groups in sports. And uh, I, I came away with some strong feelings because I think that what we're seeing is a shift in professional sports and a shift in Major League Baseball that the, the Bob Castellini ownership groups of the world can no longer compete. I, I, I think that maybe the, they're in over their head at this point. And I think it's interesting because the more information that comes out about revenues and how they've gone up over the last decade or so and how each team, like the average revenue of each team has gone up, it's just weird to see all of this information coming out. And it's uh, the article, WCPO, I believe, was the article, it was the website that had it. Yep, that's right. In the article, it mentions that 
two years ago was the last time that the Castellini group made this kind of downsizing effort where they took a couple of different locations and consolidated them into this wilder location, which is the location of where they are cutting jobs currently uh, or into the month of March. And I found it interesting because uh, two years ago, I believe the Reds signed a couple of guys and it makes me wonder if uh, the things have any correlation. I don't know. That might be a little bit of a stretch to kind of think, but that's just, it's a little coincidental. I, I, I mean, I hear where you're trying to go with it, Jeff, but I just don't see it. I think that the Castellini group is going to look in a camera somewhere and talk about COVID and the challenges of a pandemic and say that they are forced. They tried not to, but they're forced and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this is what I know. I, I, I tried to I tried to kind of play a little bit of game of, of, of looking into hindsight. And if you were to take the Cincinnati Reds right now at their current valuation, which is now over a billion dollars, Jeff, uh, and let's just say that Carl Linder had owned the team this entire time and wasn't just only selling it right now. There is absolutely no way that produce king Bob Castellini could put together an ownership group to spend a billion dollars. It couldn't happen. Uh, Bob Castellini bought this team for $275 million and he had help from his friends to do it. I think that what we have seen is a shift in professional sports where we won't see these kind of ownership groups anymore. There are going to be the Steve Cohens of the world coming in and buying these professional sports teams and dumping tons of money into them to make them competitive because it's an ego thing for these guys. It's, a, it's an ability to, for them to roll out and say, look what I did and look at my team and we won championships. So the real question here is how can we get rid of Bob Castellini? And I am ready right now to call for Major League Baseball to do that thing they did once again and force Castellini out of here. He clearly cannot economically compete in this market. He clearly does not have the resources, no matter how much realignment he does, to put a winning team on the field and to honor the birthplace of professional baseball and, and put a competitive product out there to keep this fan base that is turning on him uh, happy. You mentioned Steve Cohen. My only question is when. When can we get a guy like that in there? Because, man, Mets fans are having fun. Mm -hmm. Mets fans are looking forward to the future and just absolutely, they got just absolute lit up. Like just, you look at their eyes. I don't know. I haven't really looked at any Mets fans eyes lately, but I'm sure you're going to see them completely light up with everything that they've got going on. You sign Max Scherzer, you sign all those guys. But if you get an owner in here like that, boy, how fun could that be? And you kind of look at the whole thing. Look, it's, it's not too completely ignore what the Castellinis have done in getting the Reds to be a very big contributor to the Cincinnati community as a whole. The Reds have done absolutely phenomenal when it comes to reaching out to the underserved parts of the Cincinnati community and really doing a great job through the Reds community fund as well. It's the only the promise he's that, kept. Right. And the only problem is at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses. And he said he's bringing championship baseball back to Cincinnati. And except for 2010 and 2012, and if you really want to squint super duper hard and look at 2020, it ain't happened. Mm -hmm. no, and it count. doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. So that leads us to believe the next course of action needs to be a change at the top of the Reds hierarchy. And Sell the team, I, Bob. I agree. Sell the team, Bob. That's the, that's the only answer at this point. Sell the team, Bob. I agree. I agree. Well, listen, Jeff, I think that's probably where we should wrap it up today before I say something I can't take back. Uh, 
<laughs> we'll go ahead and wrap up this edition of Locked on Reds. Coming up on the next podcast, we've got Doug Gray from RedsMinorLeagues.com and RedLegNation.com, who is going to calmly discuss Major League Baseball and its minor league processes. You know, that's not going to happen. As well as some of the Reds prospect rankings, Uh, you know, I consider Doug to be one of the foremost experts on the Reds minor league system, and it's going to be great to talk about some of those guys with him. Thanks so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. Now head over to Locked on Bets and make them your second listen. Q and Lee Sterling are going to give you all the information you need to make some cash at betonline.ag every single day. That's Locked on Bets, just like Locked on Reds. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms. Jeffrey, it's still the offseason, and we are still locked out. But what are we? We are locked on Reds every single day. <laughs>